Blog Talk Radio.
want to hear from the men. So call me, Papa Didi. Don't let kettle and red wine scare you. Just call and talk to me. I got your back. Number again is 914-803-4306. Or go to apajamaparty.com. I got to get back before they notice I was gone. So call me now. All right, welcome back to with John Payne. One, who's Papa Didi? I'm your kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darlings. It's time to get into these hot topics. So right. I'm going to kick it off. Yeah, I'm going to kick it off first tonight. Uh, my first topic tonight is uh, about workers being forced to choose between infection or losing their unemployment. And what kind of choice is this to have to make? So yeah, uh, the story says that, yeah, some of the millions of American workers have been laid off, of course, because of coronavirus, and now they're having to face a tough choice, either return to work or risk infection. If they stay home, they risk losing their unemployment payments. Now, the decision is most pressing in states where governors have already started allowing businesses to reopen even though they're using social distancing restrictions. But some of the people who still haven't even received unemployment uh, are wrestling with what are they supposed to do. And that's particularly people who have, like, jobs in the service industry, like waiting tables and whatnot. They can't work from home, and how are they supposed to maintain social distancing if you're waiting tables, if that's the kind of work you do? So on Thursday, the Labor Department, reported that business shutdowns and stay-at-home orders caused, of course, by the pandemic have led to 30 million Americans filing for unemployment, or roughly one out of every six workers. That is astounding. One out of every six American workers has filed for unemployment? I don't know if that's, like, ever happened. So the way that the unemployment works is adding to the pressure because if employers call you back, like if you've been laid off and your employer calls you back to work, you're supposed to report or you could lose your benefits. But that's because the unemployment insurance is designed to just tide you over until you get your job back or until you get another job. So what they're saying is that an unemployed worker is not supposed to refuse suitable work and still continue to collect unemployment at the same time. So I guess what what the way I interpret that is if you were used to working at a job that you made, say, $20 an hour, and the only work you can find is $8 an hour, that's probably suitable enough to say, no, I'm not going to do that. But if you get an offer for, say, $18 an hour, and you used to make 20 they expect you to stop being on unemployment and take that job because they're saying, okay, that's suitable, so get off unemployment, take the job. But what's happening is that people are saying, I'm scared. I don't know if I feel comfortable going back to anybody's place of work with this virus still lurking around. So people are having to now choose. Do I continue trying to go after unemployment unemployment? 
Do I risk losing my benefits? Do I risk losing my health and going back to work? So, you know, people are just saying, in effect, that they're feeling like they have to choose. That's like saying choosing between life and a job. What kind of choice is that to have to make? But that's pretty much where we are right now. Kind of very rough. But my thing is maybe the employers are looking at maybe their unemployment benefits is going to run out because I think you only get unemployment after a certain amount of period of time, right? Six or eight weeks or something. And um, yeah. you're supposed to constantly look look for a job. That's just to help supplement um, because you're out of work. But if it continues on, I'm not sure, you know, um, after the six to eight-week period. So, yeah, I don't know what the time frame is. But you have um, some states, like, for example, in Georgia, Georgia mm-hmm. has been allowing people to work and and make money up to 300 a week before it starts to eat into your unemployment. So that mm-hmm. allows you to earn up to 12, I'm sorry, 300, yeah, 300 a week. So that allows you to earn, um, you know, that amount of money and still get unemployment. Now, once you start making more than 300, I guess, you know, they cut you off on the unemployment. But, mm-hmm. you know, people are just trying to ride it out until possibly July when everything is reopened again. But, you know, of mm-hmm. course, we don't know for sure if, if that's even a realistic time frame. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This this okay. is crazy. One but out maybe, of every you know, six Americans is unemployed. Well, maybe the um, you know, the president has the right to uh, an extra order. But I'm I'm reading on a site here. It says unemployed workers uh, get an extra 13 weeks of benefits beyond the number of state currently provides. So, I guess they're extending it because of the uh, COVID virus thing. That's what it sounds like to okay. me. So it looks like they're getting an extra 13 weeks. Um, but but just like you said, they probably still need to look for a job and, you know, what happens after 13 weeks. I'm not sure. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's getting messy out there. Right. So that's what the federal government has said. They allowed states to change their unemployment benefit laws because of this. So, I mean, that's a good thing. And um, it says all unemployed workers to receive an extra $600 a week for up to six months. So that's not bad. Well, I guess that's what allowed Georgia to allow people to Mm -hmm. to make up to $300 a week and still collect unemployment. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, the government they're right. trying. They're trying to do their bit. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, they're trying. Yeah. I know it's not easy, but they're they're trying to figure it out. All Just right. Make I'm more money. Over you. Yeah. I'm gonna kick it over to you, Papa D. What's your hot topic for tonight? Uh, let's see. Um what is that? US intelligence agencies uh conclude their uh Coronavirus is not man-made. Oh, really? Okay. Well, they had nothing else to do but to determine that. 
Okay. Anyway. Really? I'm sure it's been speculated by many. Anyway, mm-hmm. U.S. intelligence agencies have uh, are debunking a conspiracy theory saying that uh, they have concluded that the uh, new coronavirus is, uh, is not man-made or generically modified, okay, but say that they are still examining a uh, notion, but uh, a notion but forwarded by the president and aid to the president and the pandemic may uh, result in an accidental situation from the government of uh, China. Hmm. Okay. The statement from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, the uh, clearinghouse for the for the uh, web of uh, United States spy agencies, comes as President Trump and his allies have uh, have uh, tutored the uh, as yet unproven theory that an infectious disease lab in uh, Wuhan, the epicenter of the Chinese outbreak, was the source of the global pandemic which has killed more than 220,000 people nationwide. In recent days, the Trump administration has uh, sharpened its uh, rhetoric on China, accusing the uh, the geopolitical foe and um, virtual trading partner of uh, failing to act swiftly enough to sound the alarm to the world about the outbreak or to stop the spread of the virus that causes uh, the COVID-19, which is, I think, Trump somewhat didn't take it serious himself. And he was not a scientist, so he should have gave it to the scientists from the beginning. That's just my two cents mm-hmm. I'm putting in there. You can't talk about something you don't know, and you can't emphasize something you don't know. You can't stop thinking because you've been a boss all your life that you got the answers to everything. And that you find that out with different people in life. Some people in life think they got more experience in everything than you do. And when you come up to them and want to just bring them in on stuff, just to give them a benefit of the doubt but let them know something, they look at you like you don't know what you're doing. But everybody's doing something in life for the first time. That's just how life is. When you have a baby, it's your first baby. You don't know what it's like to have a baby. But by your second baby, you're a master at this shit. Okay? So anyway, where was it? Well, you hope to be. Hope to be, yeah, yeah. Okay, the new statement says that the uh, intelligence community also uh, concurs with the wide uh, scientific consensus that the COVID-19 virus was not man-made or genetically modified, okay? So I guess we can sleep better at night. <laughs> but uh, but Trump is still the blame for that reason, for uh, backing off and not stop being so boisterous, stop being so dominant, stop being so overseeing-ish on something you're not aware of. You know, you, you're living in that very sedated White House that has a lot of hidden rooms, hidden chambers, so there's no way for the virus to come to you unless you allow it to, you know. Anybody you bring in that White House is, is from choice. They don't just walk in like people walk in stores and, and things like that. I mean, people that are uh, that are on different plants as far as the ones that are working in these different uh, poultry centers and beef factories and things like that. They're they're mostly immigrant people, and they go home in trucks with people, 16 people per head, and they think these people are their friends and things, but they don't think they're going to catch that disease. And they don't know where their friends are, where their friends have been. So as they mingle together and live on top of each other in houses and rooms and things like that, it's very transferable. But the Trump's living in a 
White House where he can allow in, in there who he wants to allow in there. So it's a non-comparison as far as your vulnerability. Anyway, so I think that, in my opinion, the president is mostly to blame for this stuff being in nine different directions. And now he's trying to phase out of it like he has nothing to do with the inconsistencies of this whole transfer of uh, of you know, just, just getting his disease. You know, he has he has to blame just as much as anybody else, but he would He's never do that. He's deflecting all the blame to everybody from Obama to whoever else he can blame it on. But yeah, he well, made a statement saying that, he, it, that, uh, that it was, in fact, made, created, this COVID-19 was created in China. And when a reporter questioned him about, you know, what are you basing that on? And he said he knew it for a fact and that he had seen the evidence or the proof or something. But when they asked him, well, what proof did you have? Or he said he had proof, something to that degree. And when a reporter mm-hmm. asked him, what proof did you have? He said, uh, uh, I've seen it for myself. I'm like, you saw mm-hmm. what? What did you see that you know that this was made in some lab or wherever, somewhere in China? I mean, we can speculate until the cows come home, but to make a statement like that, to say you know that it was made, created in China, and that you saw the proof and all this, I'm like, come on, man. Just stop talking. I find myself saying that at least three or four times a week with respect to him. Just stop talking. I don't understand yeah. how he gets away with this stuff every day. Oh. He's 45. That's what he does. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Well, if you guys got any questions or comments, hit us up tonight, 914-803-4306. And press, press one. one. Yeah, to get in the queue if you want to get involved in this conversation. Um, all right, I got the last one here. Uh, we're talking about 45 miles. We'll continue with it, right? Um, all right. Something he loves to do. This is what he loves to do. Trump uh, signed an order keeping meat processing plants open. The President Donald Trump will take executive action. He took executive action this past Tuesday to order meat processing plants to stay open amid concerns over uh, growing uh, the COVID cases and the impact on the nation's food supply. Probably our chicken and some more stuff will be high. The order will use the Defense Production Act to classify meat processing as critical infrastructure to keep production plants open and prevent a shortage of chicken, pork, and other meat on American supermarket shelves. Interesting. The United Food and Commercial Workers International Union, which represents 1.3 million food and retail workers, uh, said that... um, 20 U.S. food processing and meatpacking union workers in the U.S. have died of the virus. An estimated 6,500 are sick or have been exposed to the virus while working near someone who tested positive. Um, And two of the uh, nation's biggest pork processing plants are currently closed. Uh, Tyson's Foods in, um, in Waterloo, Iowa, and Smithfield Foods halted production uh, and they're playing in uh, um, Sussex Falls, uh, South Dakota. Mm. So um, I don't know what they're going to do. It's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, if you have a court order, you have to continue to 
uh, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, the president, he found something in, in, in play for them to be on the job. So they have to. Um, but the union is like, uh-uh, ain't happening. So this is pretty interesting. It's interesting to follow this and see what's going to happen. I know in um, on the East Coast, I think I believe it's Delaware, New Jersey, uh, is a plant up there, and they had to kill two, about 2 million um, chickens because they had oh, really? nobody appropriate. Yeah, they had no one to process um, the chickens. So I'm quite sure chicken prices are pr- truly going to go up probably. So that's, that's my guess of it. Gosh, that's crazy. That's that's it is, but they can't keep it there, you know, because it's fresh chicken. They can't keep it for so long until you know you have to process that. And mm-hmm. as we see in this article, you know, people don't they don't want to go to work because of what's going on. Sixty five hundred right. people are sick. That's a lot of people. That's a lot. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Well, I do remember lot, reading so. about how the. Uh, Dairy farmers have been pouring out milk because they just can't get rid of it. They can't distribute it, you know, to enough places, I guess, that need it mm-hmm. because of the school being closed and I guess the oh, grocery store demand yeah. for milk isn't high enough. You know, they're used to producing it at right. a volume based on the demand, and right now the demand is lower. So, right. you know, they, they've they been getting rid of stuff. And we did a story last week about how the beer industry, they're saying that they've got all this beer sitting in kegs locked up in restaurants that's going to end up having to mm-hmm. be uh, poured out, I guess, unless they do something else, you know, give it away. But it looks like they're not going to be yeah. able to get their money back on that. That's a good idea to give it away to these different organizations that are trying to raise money for uh, food, you know, people that need in, in need of food. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, there's a thought. Yeah. Have a beer party. Everybody has to stay 10 feet apart. Come get some free mugs of beer. <laughs> or make it for a donation. For sure. You know, you donate money to buy food for the uh, food banks. Right. In exchange for beer. Yeah. I mean, instead of, to me, my thing is, like you said, instead of wasting this stuff, let's just either give it away or find some way to raise money to, you know, something. Yeah. So we need to do something. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, if anybody wants to get in on this conversation, you know what to do. Call us up on 914-803-4306. Press 1. We're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back on the other side of the break with the Hit It and Quit It headlines on the Pajama Party Show. Hey, this is Papa Didi. Join me on Friday nights live at the Pajama Party Adult Online Radio Talk Show. And don't miss my segments called Living for the City and What's Poppin'. Hey, and, and join me. This is Red Wine with the Long Long Stem, and I've got the hot topics in my commentary called I'm Just Saying. And don't forget the cocktail of the week for me, Shadow with the Yellow Top. I got the Hollywood wrap up along with Weird News. And don't forget, we've got the kitchen list. That's for the people who get on our last nerves and who want us to call them out. So join us on Blog Talk Radio for the Pajama Party 
every Friday night at 9 p.m. on the East Coast and 6 p.m. on the West Coast. Go to apajamaparty.com to listen online or follow us on Twitter at apajamaparty. Call us live, 914-803-4306. Don't forget to press 1. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, what happened to the snack tray or the bartender? Does he want to see my slippers? I'll call the room service. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One of your hosts, uh, Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. Well, sorry about that. I guess I should wait till you said hello first. Huh? <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, and Kettle, you don't usually speak, so that's why I move so fast. Uh, and Red Wine. <laughs> it's all good. Thank you so much, Merci. Merci beaucoup. Merci beaucoup. Merci beaucoup. Oh, now everybody wants to parlez-vous, Francais? Okay. Yes. All right. Yes, yes, yes. It's time for the hit it and quit it headlines. So let's do it. Let's hit them and quit them. You're up, Papa Didi. All right, here's a guy that uh, hit the lottery. He won, uh, a man has won two $1 million lotteries in the Powerball lottery on the same day. What? Well, let's see how that happens. Okay, the Colorado resident. He was identified as Joe B. He won a prize after playing the same lottery numbers for 30 years. Wow. Joe B. of uh, Pueblo. Pueblo. That's where all your government publications come from, which is south of Denver, but marijuana is still legal there. Okay. He, uh, He brought the two winning tickets for the March 25th drawing, lottery drawing, on the same day, first he purchased a uh, a few uh, plays at a 7-Eleven in the morning, okay, using his chosen numbers for uh, one play and a couple of uh, quick picks, all right? Mm-hmm. He then stopped at a loaf, loaf and jog convenience store in the evening to buy a few more. Again, buying uh, one play for his uh, numbers and a couple more quick picks before the lottery drawing took place that night. Okay. In that draw, the numbers. In that that, uh, draw, now, the numbers, Joe B. had been playing for more than 30 years, were picked, and he won a million dollars on two tickets. Colorado Lottery said in a... uh, Statement, uh, can you believe that amazing luck? The fact that he brought a ticket in the early morning hours and then brought another ticket in the evening of the same thing. So, in all actuality, even though you're the same person, you got two different tickets, like it's two different people. Okay? So, I guess being the fact that both those tickets won, he had to split it with himself pretty much. That's probably what the state tried to run on him. <laughs> Okay, saying, oh, oh, two people won, so you got to split it. Well, two people, who's the other person? A guy named Joe B. He said, well, I'm Joe B. Now, another guy's name was Joe B. He said, I'm Joe B. So that happened, and so I guess he had to split the money with himself. So he thought about it. He said, you know what? I'm Joe B, and I'll take Joe B's money on the other side. So I'll just beat Joe B twice. So he ended up balancing out at the end. But uh, ironically, he picked the same number 
twice, one in the morning, one in the evening, and both numbers came out on two separate tickets, which makes you eligible to win two separate numbers. But if you're the same person, you got the same pot, and it's only a million dollars to give, so what he won, so he got to split it with the person he won with, which was himself. So anyway, it was still lucky. Hell, it's more money than he had, right? All right, man. All right. So uh, what are you going to do? Good luck What's to you, luck? Joe B. Yeah, What's what are you going to do? Him, him, him winning twice. Isn't that crazy? That is wild. That is mm-hmm. very crazy. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he played the same, like, convenience store or whatever, and people probably looked at him like, nah, I don't believe you. <laughs> they might not have believed him. <laughs> well, one was at a 7-Eleven. The other one was at a place called a Loaf and Jog, whatever that means. But what the uh, good luck to you, Good luck to you, Joe. Like a piggly wiggly. Yeah, jog, oh, loaf and jog. Probably one of the places that sells marijuana and and horse racing and everything. <laughs> Nowadays, these earthworms. Yeah, there's a convenience store in the uh, DMV. It's over there by. Uh, it's in the. Uh, I don't know what they call that area, but I think they call it like uh, Lanham. This this convenience store in the back of the store, they do everything. They sell lottery tickets. They do little horse racing and all kind of stuff, you know. People bobbing for apples and bobbing for pickles and all kinds. <laughs> I went in the back of the place and said, what do you got? And then you got 25 people sitting back there. Some people, everybody's, everybody's doing something different. They're betting on horses. One guy, come on. He's looking at the horse racing on TV. Come on. Come on, number two. Come on, number two. Come on, number two. They like those cartoons. Another guy's doing something else. Another guy's buying a carton of cigarettes. Another guy. It's just mm. it's a mess. Everybody's just a mess in there. They just, and they're in there every day. And in, in the Middle East, some people to run a joint, they love it because they're taking all their money. These older guys, too, mm. living off their little retirement check. They spent a grand a month in the joint. They get their little retirement check, and at the end of the month, they spend a grand on horse racing and lottery tickets and scratch-offs and all that old Well, what you, what you doing in there, Papa? What you doing in there? <laughs> I just went in to buy some gas, you know. Uh, oh, they sell that, too? Okay. I went to my vehicle. I wasn't going back there and back with those old men. I'm a young guy. Anyway. <laughs> so you just right. wanted to see what they were Anyway. <laughs> all right, listen. All right. Anyway. Yeah, um, they all kind of <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, oh, I got the next one here. Um, I've heard his name in a while. Quezay and Fume win special, special election to fill Elijah Cummings' seat in Congress. Interesting. Democratic Quezay wow. um, and Fume, the former president of NAACP, cruised to victory mm-hmm. in a special election for Maryland's vacant congressional seat, which was formerly held by the late Representative Elijah Cummings. Um, and Fume 71 will serve out the remainder of Cummings' term, which ends January the 3rd. He also wants a full two-year team and is on the ballot for the state's June primary. Interesting. Um, All right, he spoke at um, Cummings' funeral also, um, which was broadcasted on um, C-SPAN. Um, as we know, every everybody saw the funeral. Uh, the eulogies were President Barack Obama and 
his wife and some other people. Um, this is Maryland's first election since the COVID-19 outbreak. As um, the uh, Baltimore Sun reports, Infume won largely on the strength of a vote-to-mail contest. Infume addressed um, families of COVID-19 victims after his victory, saying the virus has um, all my focus, the newspaper reports. He goes on to say, I want all of you to know that from day one, all of my attention, all of my energy, and all of my focus in the U.S. Congress will be about using science, data, and common sense to get through this dark hour in our nation's history. All right, man. And all the right things. Mm. All right. Well, congratulations to him. Yeah, for sure. That's nice. Yeah. Yep. Right. This is nice. Nice. At least you got a good track. Well, yeah, that's true. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been in the game for quite a while now, so. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, what about the the gentleman? What about the gentleman's wife? Wasn't she running for it? You think she's pretty pissed off? Oh, yeah, she did run. Yeah, she's yeah. pissed off. Okay. Well, I, I guess spoke to her the other day. Oh, you spoke to her, huh? Yeah, I spoke to her. She's pretty pissed off. <laughs> okay. She's, she's drinking brown liquor. Oh, she's drinking brown liquor. She's in an election to do that to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yep. Well, I got one for you. You know how I was telling y'all last week, how Trump is always going after Jeff Bezos, who is the uh, CEO, I guess he is, of Amazon. CEO. He owns it. Let me just say that. He he owns the world, but he owns Amazon. Trump is jealous because he's got real money. Yes, Trump has been trying to go after him in any way he can for probably since he found out that Bezos had money. Mm. So now the Trump administration on Wednesday of this week has put Amazon's foreign ab, uh, websites in Canada, the U.K., Germany, France, and India in the administration's annual report on the notorious market list for counterfeit foreign goods. Now, this is the first time a U.S. company overseas operations have been listed on this notorious list. Now, I just want to know, like, what makes him think or what makes what? Where is the proof that all of this is going on? That Amazon's I'm not like standing up for Amazon, but I'm just saying, do y'all have proof that all of their foreign markets are putting uh, counterfeit goods out there? Now it says that the inclusion on this list doesn't have any kind of penalty other than just shaming the company. So you just want to shame and embarrass Amazon by putting them on this list. But uh, the Seattle-based e-commerce giant Amazon said it strongly disagreed with the action, accusing the Trump administration of ignoring their efforts to make sure that only legitimate products are sold on their website. Uh, The Amazon company said that this purely political act is another example of the administration using the U.S. government to advance a personal vendetta against Amazon. Seems pretty obvious to me that this has become like a personal war with Trump against Amazon. 
or against Bezos. Well, that's the same thing. Amazon is Bezos. So Amazon says that they make significant investments in proactive technologies and processes to detect and stop people who, you know, put products on their sites that are counterfeits. Because, see, the thing is, with Amazon, everything that you see on their site is not necessarily sold directly by them. If you sell products, you can get your products listed on Amazon. Now, Amazon doesn't necessarily vouch for you to say everything you're selling is legit, like those masks that the uh, first first responders are using. What's that mask, N95? N95, yeah. If you come along and say, yes, I have N95 masks and these are legit, you know, genuine N95 masks, and you apply to have your stuff shown or sold on their site, I think that they have some process that they do just to, you know, check to see are you are you really who and what you say you are. But in terms of checking the legitimate quality and everything of every single product, I don't see how that's even possible to do that. So anyway, yeah, this is just another example of uh, uh, I do believe that this is just another part of the personal vendetta against the company. Uh, yeah. You know, I do think that Amazon is pushing some of the smaller uh, e-commerce stores right off the map because, you know, who do you think of when you need something online? People typically check Amazon because in most cases they got it. Mm-hmm. So. But, see, but see, my thing is they need to, you know, like almost like Facebook. He need to start being responsible for different things that happen with him. So, Jeff, sure, Jeff Bezos, Amazon is a big company, but you need to um, have some type of credibility or something, you know, some checks and balances. Because uh, I know on eBay, if the thing is not legit, like if it's not genuine leather, they're not going to put it on there. And if you try to put mm-hmm. it on there, they'll tell you you got to take it off. So... Okay. Um, they just need to have some checks and balances with um, with Bezos. You know, I don't want to say I'm agreeing with the president, but you got you got to be legit. I mean, fair is fair. So. Yeah. But, um, I mean, Amazon yeah. says that they do have um, different things in place to check stuff to make sure that things are legit, but I don't know that they are able to check every single thing. You know, I think some things could fall through the cracks is what I'm saying. Right. And they shouldn't, but I think, you know, given the size of their company and, like, you know, like I said, they got um, expand. They expand into Canada, the U.K., Germany, France, and India. That's a lot. Right, but then you need to have, have quote-unquote, like a committee. Just specifically, just for that, you got the money. Hey, it, keep, it could be four or five people, but they need to keep an eye on that. I mean, you know, it is what it is, you know. Yeah, I, I hear you, Kevin. So you're saying of like there's several billion products that goes across their e-commerce platform that these five or six people should check them. Sure, that's the that's the only. Yeah. Job. Okay. That's 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 what you're yeah. hired for. So. Uh huh. Okay. 
Maybe they need more than four or five people there. Maybe they might yeah, need I a whole think they would. <laughs> I think they would need okay. several hundred or thousand people to do that kind of work. Yeah. But all right. Okay. We'll all, all right. Um, this uh, polio campaign in Africa, unfortunately, is us again put on hold during this COVID-19. Vaccinations for up to 12 million children to prevent the spread of polio in Africa will be delayed. And a major um, redeployment of polio eradication resources to fight the spread of the COVID pandemic. Polio prevention campaigns, which are vital to avert outbreaks, will be suspended until at least the second half of 2020. Wow. Decision was inevitably um, led to a rise in the um, polio cases. Uh, they go on to say, we took the difficult decision to suspend these plans and considered it would have a significant impact on preventing the spread of new outbreaks. New outbreaks of polio will appear because we will not be able to administer the vaccines in time. That's that's rough. Um, that's messed up. Yeah, that is. I mean, unfortunately, it's always the quote-unquote those types of countries or the African countries, but, you know, it's just, I guess they're trying to deal with one pandemic over the other one. But if you have more polio cases in in Africa and in these regions, why not concentrate on that? You know, if the pandemic um, has not spread it over there, why halt that and then concentrate on the um, the um, COVID-19? That's, that's, that's not fair to those countries. It's just not fair. I agree with you completely. So we'll see what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunate. Wow. That's that's sad. All right. All right. Well, let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back with the cocktail of the week. You're listening to the Pajama Party Show. We'll be back after the break. So I was looking over the Cocktail of the Week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party, and a Game Changer, and of course we have the last word. I like the Revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Ooh-wee! I like that Crown Royal Flush with the Crown Royal Peach Stock and Cranberry Juice. And one of my favorites, huh, was the, uh, wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule, yeah, the Dutch Mule, with the kettle orange vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. There are so many to choose from on the Abajama Party.com website. So check out the Cocktail of the Week archives to get the recipes. And you can find out how to make the Cocktail of the Week and sip along with us. Are there instructions there, too? Sure they are. Along with pictures of the drink, Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm your kettle. Hello. Red wine. Bonsoir, darlings. 
it's time for the cocktail of the week. <laughs> all right, all right. You guys ready to go to Mexico? Yeah, 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 yeah. See what Mexico? I'm saying? <laughs> yep, we Ooh. have the Mexican sunset. The Mexican the sunset. Yes, watch out. All right, you guys ready? One ounce of the Patron Citron Limon. The uh, 1.5 ounce, ounces of the Patron Silver. Four ounces of fresh orange juice. 0.5 ounces of grenadine. One ounce of fresh lime juice. And orange slice to garnish. So we're going to combine all ingredients except the grenadine and a cocktail shaker with ice. Shake and strain into fresh ice in a highball glass and gently float the grenadine on top. That's the Mexican gently. sunset. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone to Mexico and back with you. That will be on our website. Check us out at apajamaparty.com Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. It'll be on the site. Mexican sunset. Enjoy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, darling. Yes. Okay. Si, si, señorita. <laughs> Viva Las Vegas. Viva el Mexico. Ay, 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 ay. Wonderful, wonderful. Oh. I chopped my four teeth. Oh, my God. I chopped my four oh, teeth. Oh, yeah, special. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, it's time for what's popping, Papa Didi. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. We reached another month. We reached another month. Today is the first of the month. Okay? Back in the day, I used to call this, this day, first of the month, I used to call it Mother's Day. So my girlies just get their little welfare check. I say it's Mother's Day. Let me go out and pimp so I can get my game. Yeah. Heaven help us. Yeah. (laughs) Mother's Day. First of the month. Anyway, but during this pandemic uh, situation, it's not that good because the rent's due. You know, the mortgage is due. I I suggest that anybody that hadn't talked to your creditors yet to... uh, Tell them what's going on, you know, tell them that uh, the world ain't working and you ain't getting paid and uh, I need a break on what I got going on. Be honest with people, you know, tell people what's happening, you know. I don't care how much you make, I don't care you make 150000 a year. If you ain't getting paid, your ass ain't getting paid. It don't matter. And if they're cutting your pay and messing with your pay and everything's all topsy-turvy and you got to do something different, then can't nobody end up like they need to end up. Because it ain't, it just ain't right across the board. So don't be afraid to call everybody you're dealing with, whether it be Verizon, T-Mobile, Xfinity. You see, I'm getting that multi-million-dollar companies that really don't need your damn money. Okay, these are all multi-million-dollar companies: AT&T, T-Mobile, Verizon, uh, Washington Gas, Water. You know, uh, whatever, you know, everybody, anybody you get an envelope in the house for when it comes to your bill, whether it be utility or personal, call them up and tell them what's going on. Say, yo, say my job is cutting back. Even they ain't cutting back. 
said he coming back. He's a multi-million dollar company. They got plenty of money. They got insurance money. They got all kind of stock. They got built up stock. They got stock on top of stock. They got reserve units. They got little breakout funds. They got what they call, what the gangsters call, they call a, a exit plan. Ooh. That's when you blow the building up. Oh. Blow up all the dope. Yo. Cops is coming. You 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 know, you bagging coke on the eighth floor, cops is on the fourth floor. What that mean? Exit plan. Get them little bubble things. You got the thing designed where you go down out the window out like you went out of airplane that made a crash landing on the runway, the little mattress thing you slide down. You do that out of the back of the building and then you blow the building up. That's what drug dealers do. It's called an exit plan. Exit plan. Anyway, but call your creditors and tell them your situation. You know, talk to them. Tell them what's up. Say, look, I'm covert. I'm COVID. COVID-19. Hook me up. Don't be afraid. You know what I mean? If you're poor, act like your ass is poor. Stop acting like you got it like that when you don't. If you ain't got it like that, don't act like that. It's going to open up to you when you confess what you are. You live with, live within your means. Let the people know what you're going through. You know, rob Peter to pay Paul. And when you save money from little bills, pay your big bills. The bill to mean something. Pay the bill to mean something. Pay your damn car insurance so if somebody hits your ass, you're covered. You're low on cash, so save money on that electric bill, but throw the money at that, at that, at that car note and that car insurance. That's what you want to take care of, especially car insurance. A lot of people out here driving, no damn license, no insurance, all kind of shit. So anyway, kind of your business. Rob Peter to pay Paul, all right? Take my advice. It's Peter, it's Paul. Empty Peter's pick pockets and rob and pay Paul with it. Anyway, I'm done. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's the plan. Rob Peter. That's old school idea. Rob Peter and pay Paul. Rob Peter and pay Paul. Fuck Peter. Peter's a jerk off anyway, right? Oh, love. <laughs> okay. I'm going to be uh, can't take a joke. What, Peter? Oh, all right. All right. We're going to lighten it up. All right. We will. Um, to... Are we going to take right. a CC or are we going to roll on? Hey, you got double hands. Is whatever you guys decide. Take a CC. Take a CC. Okay. I'm Papa trying. Didi over here popping bottles. So I'm going to crack better... open the Stella Artois. Yeah. Okay, so while he pops a bottle, we're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back with the weird, weird news on the Pajama Party Show. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives, so send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever? Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party Show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe. 
I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. Hi, welcome to back to the pajama party. One the host, Papa DDM here with Kettle. Hello. And the red, red brine, brine, brine. Oh, why, Dolly? So what it do? <laughs> it's time for the weird news. We're gonna lighten up a little bit. Let me talk, oh. like Kettle. We're gonna lighten up a little bit. Yeah, gonna lighten up. Because we know up. Papa Didi's radical as hell, so let's lighten it up a little bit. Anyway. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> That's what it is. He's radical. Anyway. Okay. All right. Um, okay. I'm up first. I got one about the Kentucky Derby. This is some crazy stuff. But so, of course, due to COVID-19, um, it says losing the Kentucky Derby has left race fans shell-shocked. The first Saturday in May has yielded to the legs of a bunch of slowpokes uh, named Seattle Slow, uh, who's headlining a field of turtles that will race in the Kentucky Turtle Derby. (laughs) Call it the slowest eight minutes in sports. The race is more methodical marathon than a mad dash to the finish, although the victor can win at the line by a turtleneck rather than a nose. This is just one of the more offbeat sports that has a moment, that's having a moment during the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, The Derby is America's longest continuously held sport uh, that had been scheduled for May 2nd, which would have been tomorrow. It has been rescheduled to run with horses on September 5th, kicking off Labor Day weekend, But this is the first time the Derby won't be held on the traditional first Saturday in May since 1945. So looking for a slower substitute, the first Kentucky Turtle Derby. Kentucky? I can't even say it right. Kentucky Turtle Derby was hatched uh, back in 1945. So this is not the first Turtle Derby. So uh, there was a headline in a newspaper in 45 that said, 1945, that said 167 turtles arrived for races, and they had about 6,500 fans that came to the place to see this, uh, with 20 turtles who made it into the seven qualifying races where the winners went on to compete in a 20-foot finale, 20 feet. I wonder how long that took. Uh, Old Forester is signed on for a sponsor of this turtle race, which is going to happen at 7 o'clock on YouTube. So if you want to see the turtles race the Kentucky Derby, you can go to youtube.com slash oldforester. And it will be, uh, oh, it's already pre-taped. It was pre-taped in Chicago. Uh, No immediate word on whether... Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello, or Raphael would be eligible to compete. My people. Who is, oh, the Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was like, wait a minute. I know those names. Those are my people. Oh, your people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, yeah, they're going to broadcast it uh, on uh, YouTube, and they said it will be one big celebration at the end. Yuck, yuck. <laughs> Interesting. That's funny. Celebration. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's so funny. That's funny. 
Moving on. Okay, uh, let's see. Welcome, Matt, at Florida Home uh, Seeks Warrant. What's up with this? Boy, these writers, I tell you. Oh, this is happening in, in the Palm Coast of Florida. The Associated Press reported that a welcome mat at the front door of a Florida home uh, reads, uh, Come Back with a Warrant. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's just what uh, deputies did before finding, finding drugs and drug paraphernalia inside. The Daytona Beach uh, News uh, Journal reports, and, and remember, when you're in Florida, Florida has two sides to it, the east and the west. And think about, like, the United States, east and the west, east coast, west coast. East is Daytona Beach. That's when you first get off 95 and you turn into Route 4 going to Orlando. You make a big left-hand turn there off 95. And you go to Route 4. That's the east side. That's where the Daytona 500 is held. Daytona Beach. That's the east side. That's the horrible side. Dirty, nasty, dark, yuck. Okay? Now, when you turn on Route 4, when you turn on Route 4 in Florida, go all the way to the west side. That's Tampa Bay. Clear water. Nude beaches the whole nine. Anyway, let me shut up. On my business. Anyway, welcome Matt at the front door of a Florida home read, uh, come back with a warrant. And that's just uh, what the deputies did before finding drugs and drug paraphernalia inside. Like I said, Daytona Beach was the hood rat side of Route 4. Daytona Beach News Journal reported that the home of a Palm Coast was uh, part of an investigation into illegal drugs. After seeing the doormat, the authorities said, you know what? These jokers is guilty as hell. <laughs> Put some bullshit like this down. We're going to fuck around and go get a warrant on this little, these ghetto poor white trash motherfuckers. Anyway, so authorities said that the uh, Flagler County Sheriff's Office got a warrant. Deputies found a, uh, they found a, 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 what is it called? A pebble, a pebble, a pebble of uh, drugs. Everything from fentanyl. They found some oxycodone. They found marijuana, heroin. Oh no! Everything in this place. Okay, it was the, and also paraphernalia, which means they were also using it. Not only were they selling it, they saw some dirty, stinky, funky pipes that they were putting the crack cocaine inside and lighting it. So they found drugs and drug paraphernalia inside. Okay. How stupid can you be? All right. Okay, this poison peddler had a doormat. This is what the judge said. The judge said this poison peddler had a damn doormat that said, come back for the warrant. So we did. All right? Our detectives did a great job in following up on tips received from the residents. We still have some following up to do on work, but we now have the deadly drugs that they were selling seized and off the streets. Investors said, investigators said that uh, there were four more people inside, but no warrants, were, no no arrest was made immediately. These were young people, children under the age of 16 years old. So the the Family Department of Children and Family Service contacted the uh, residents concerned the children in the house, and uh, the rest of it is uh, not written. But uh, what are you going to do? You put a warrant, you put a mat out there that says, come back with a warrant. And that's what they did. How that was really that? stupid. Yeah, it was very stupid. Anyway. They needed to go to jail. And they did. Okay. Wow. All right, Kevin. 
What you got for us? <laughs> I don't know if I can top that one. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, the Pentagon officially releases three videos of unexplained Oreo phenomena. The Pentagon has released three U.S. Navy videos. Is that your people, uh, Papa? Um, yeah. That that show what the Department of Defense calls "quote unquote" unexplained Oreo phenomena. One video is of an incident in November t- twenty two thousand four, um, while the other two were recorded in January twenty fifteen. The videos, which were taken by Navy fire, fighter pilots during training exercises were officially made public on Monday. Had previously been leaked between 2017-2019. Navy officials confirmed the existence of the tapes last fall while uh, insisting the footage should never have been public. Oh, really? Officials um, changed their minds after rechecking the videos, deciding that the videos didn't reveal sensitive capabilities or uh, systems and don't infringe on military investigations. Some have wondered whether videos are proof of the existence of UFOs, Um, but in 2017, retired Colonel, um, I'm sorry, Commander David Slaver told ABC News that uh, what he saw in the sky back in 2004 seemed alien in origin. So he's trying to change his stripes. I can tell you, I think it was not from this world, he says. I'm not crazy, haven't been drinking. It was after 18 years of flying, I've seen pretty much about that I can see in that, in that realm. And this was nothing close. I have never seen anything in my life, in my history of flying, that has the performance um, acceleration. He says the objects had no wings. Okay, all right. So he's he's classifying that. Oh, it wait was a minute. This, this thing was. So you're saying he's saying that this thing was moving and flying. They have video proof of it, but it didn't have any kind of wings. No. Uh. Uh-uh. And he said, so, "I haven't been drinking. I haven't been doing nothing." So. He says. This so is, is he saying? Is he saying that they're confirming UFOs? That's what it sounds like, because it sounds like they were trying to keep it contained, but then, you know, he came out and said that, look, I wasn't drunk, nothing. This is what I saw. So I guess they had to broadcast or tell everybody, yeah, this is what he saw. So wow. instead of keeping it under wraps. But uh, to me, I always, I always thought that that they existed. There's somebody else other than us here. That's how I feel, you know. But oh well. Well when I look at when I look at forty five, that makes me know that there is something from somewhere else other than Earth that's here on this planet. <laughs> Why is that? What what's that with forty five? <laughs> Why you say that? I'm just saying, you gotta be an alien from another world who doesn't understand how Earth works to say and do the things that he does. So I, I've convinced myself <laughs> that it has to be alien, oh, some kind boy. of alien, you know, that could operate like that and not have human compassion for the things right. that you do, the fallout. So that, to me, explains it. And that's just oh, my well. theory. 
<laughs> Everybody get down there. What's your theory, Papa? <laughs> you believe what the man's saying? You think UFOs are real? You know what? Just like the movie Men in Black, it's, it's uh, you know, there's a group of people that know and believe it, and there's other people that don't, and it's just, this shit is crazy, man. I don't know. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's almost yeah, like too when you, when you touch bases with somebody that works in a morgue, they can tell you some shit you wouldn't believe when they go to, you know, examining dead bodies. You know, they'd be, be surprised how they know a dead body would talk. They can find out just what that person been through, you know, with the doctors and the people. So, amazing. Yeah, that's true. Amazing. But I'm talking about UFOs, aliens, yeah. something that's from somewhere not not of Earth. Mm, you think that that how early in the game it is? If it's something that's already hatched, then I would say no. But if it's early in the game and it's still visual and, you know, it's a young investigation it's turned out to be some heavy stuff, I'd go along with it, yeah. Well, the Pentagon is saying that they've had footage that they've just been, like, holding on to for some time. And now that they've, it sounds like they've declassified it. So now they're willing to talk about it and confirm that, yes, we did see some stuff and we have proof of some stuff, mm. you know. Sometimes you got to keep it to yourself, though, because if you talk to people who don't believe in it at all, they'll just fade you out and call you crazy. Yeah, or you can cause people to go into a panic and act a fool. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you got a good point, right? Yep. Right. We're going to take a little CC or we're going to keep moving? Yeah, we take a CC. Take a break. All right. We, we, pa- we will pause for the cause and we will be right back with moi. And I'm just saying, be right back. Hey, this is Kettle with the Yellow Top. I'm waiting to hear from you tonight. I'm at the Pajama Party Live. So you can reach us at 914-803-4306. Or you can check us out on apajamaparty.com. I've got my opinions, but I want to hear yours. Papa Didi and Red Wine are trying to beat me down, so I need you to call back and back me up. I know you're out there. I can hear you breathing, so call me now. 914-803-4306. I'm right here on WBJP Blog Talk Radio, waiting to hear from you. Uh, here it comes. I got to go. I got to go. Hi, right, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa ZD. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir. How about that? How about that? Okay. Uh, we got Red Wine. Come on, let me introduce her. In this car. Oh, boy. Anyway, Red Wine is going to do her thing. It's called, uh, I'm just saying... She, she spends all week doing these commentaries. She takes it very serious. So let's see what uh, bullshit. <clears throat> but let's see what she got. Go, go and do your I, thing. Okay. I don't know if I like that introduction, I'm but sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, I will thank you just the same. So I still don't know where the federal government is getting all this money that they're using for these stimulus bills. Oh. I'm still trying to figure this out. But when I think about all these programs that need money year-round and can't get a drop of money, Mm. 
programs like the programs that feed the hungry or help uh, housing for low-income people or improving education or how about helping people pay off these student loans that are in the billions of dollars? They can't get a dime. But when they need to do stuff like this, they just pulling billions and trillions out the woodwork. Like it ain't none. Yeah, it's like somebody just farting money. Well, I don't understand it. I'm blown away at how they just whip out all these trillions and billions of dollars to deal with the domino effect of the coronavirus. But the real question is, who is watching the money? That's the question. Who's watching the money? Now, I've been reading about all these companies that have over 500 employees who grabbed that stimulus money that was designated for what's called small businesses. That means under 500 employees. But these big companies grabbed that money. And, you know, this this money was supposed to be used for you to pay your employees to keep them on the payroll so that they're not broke, busted, and disgusted and can't be trusted. But these big companies somehow got in there first, got the money, and ran. And I'm trying to understand, how did that happen? I'm just saying, who's watching the money, people? Now, the head of Treasury Department, your boy, Mr. Mnuchin, is responsible for making sure that those guidelines were set up properly and that the Small Business Administration and the banks knew what to do. They were supposed to get the process and the applications for the loans and grants and all of that stuff figured out. So what happened? That's what I'm trying to understand. What happened? How did so many big businesses get all that money that was meant for the small businesses? I'm just saying, who's watching the money? Nobody. These There were companies who got money that have CEOs who get an annual salary Check this out, of $18 million. How the hell did y'all get in and get money that's meant for small businesses? From L.A. Lakers. And you getting, exactly. LA but your, your annual salary for your CEOs and your presidents range from anywhere from 13 to $18 million a year. How are you getting money for the small businesses? Somebody is asleep at the wheel. Or as my uh, my grandma used to say, there's a dead cat on the line. Mm. Something ain't right. Even though some of these companies have said they're going to give the money back, and some of them have, there's still a load of other companies who have chosen to exploit the loopholes in this program, and they're keeping that money. Now, the administration is scrambling now to try to rewrite the guidelines for the next round of money that they farted out. To give some more millions, billions, trillions. Do I like? And Mnuchin is saying. Eight hundred fifty billion. Mnuchin is walking around talking about, well, the program has been successful. We're claiming success. I'm like, dude, how are you claiming success when you got people who shouldn't have got money got money? The people who should have gotten money didn't get money. Mm-hmm. People couldn't get applications in time. The banks weren't ready. There were so many problems with well, this whole thing. But well, you want to sit up and claim success? Success. Oh, you need to go have several seats. And who is Mnuchin, by the way? Mnuchin is the Treasury Secretary. Mm-hmm. And what about his wife? Well. 
High class hoe. Yeah, that's a whole other situation. Straight up. But see, he's claiming success just like the way Trump is claiming success with the whole COVID thing. He's saying that all the testing and everything they did was successful. Wow. His boy, uh, Jared Kushner, is walking around telling people that this has all been very successful. We they love they love to kick I'm that I'm like, out. y'all just kissing each other's behind mm-hmm. now. This is ridiculous. Well, when, you, when everybody's wearing but, rose-colored glasses, exactly. that's what you see. But Mnuchin and his crew messed it up the first time. Now they're going to come back and try to get it right the second time? Meanwhile, the big businesses are keeping the money that they shouldn't have had in the first place. L.A. Lakers. And, and, and FBA, the Small Business Administration, has been asked to give up the names of the companies who got money. And SBA is saying, no, we're not going to give up the name. Mm. What's that about? Are y'all in on it? Mm. I, I'm just saying, something is not right. If the SBA wasn't in on this whole thing, why wouldn't you divulge the names? They've given up names in situations before of companies who they've, you know, gotten loans and grants and stuff to. But now this time, for some reason, they want to claim hush-hush. We're not going to say anything. Something's not right. I'm just saying, who's watching the money? The research says that 15% of the businesses who got money were in areas where the, the COVID wasn't even that bad. And 30% of the people who got money where oh no, I got it reversed. Fifteen percent was in the areas that were most affected. Thirty percent of the businesses who got money were in areas where there was less COVID infection. Mm. How did that happen? I I keep going back to who is watching the money. This is red wine and I'm just saying whoever's watching the money, somebody needs to be watching their behind. That's all I got. That was beautiful. That was a great choice of subjects. That was a great choice of subjects. There's some funky stuff going on. Great choice of subjects. You know, one thing I'm... I guess 45 is watching. Yeah. And that's why we got a problem. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you, though, you know, in the scheme of everything, I I just want to say that, you know... Red wine's a lot smarter than kettle. I mean, I'm just saying. Oh my gosh. Um, when a, <laughs> how, you, how you doing, kettle? How you doing? Start some mess. How you I doing, still kettle? love you, Papa. It's all good. I still love you. <laughs> I'm gonna go refill no, my wine. No, that was that was that was that was a that that was a very innovative uh, statement, and I, I really appreciate you saying that because, as we all know, me, kettle, and red wine, we heard that the the L.A. Lakers received $4.6 million. And you know what? I'm going to tell you this here. That's because they, these big companies say, go ahead and apply for it, see what happens. Now, these companies have secretaries, filing systems. They have all kind of database. They have an accounts receivable, accounts payable. They got all these different departments, and they assign a department to apply for it and see what happens. And next, you know, here comes a check in the mail because the government is only going to send something to the people where everybody checks all the right boxes. Am I right? Mm -hmm. And these big businesses check the right boxes. Some of them confess, and then some of them confess and say we're giving it back. Like they're doing us a favor. Well, you never should have applied for it from the fucking beginning. Exactly. Why did you apply for it when you are doing well? 
Why'd you apply for when your seats are filled every night? Because you have LeBron James on your friggin' team. So your seats are filled every night. You're not hurting your employees are multimillionaires. So why are you trying to get small business? Well, it's like this here. If you got LeBron James coming in your stadium every night, you might as well have Beyonce and the damn baby suit coming in there. What's the difference? People love LeBron James. Some people just go to those Lakers games just to see LeBron. So how the hell did the L.A. Lakers get a check for $4.6 million? And then one person said, uh, well, they probably want to pay all their, their the people that usually sell the sodas and the beer and the hot dogs. Well, then let Julie Buss do it, who's filthy, dirty, stinky-ass rich because her father, Dr. Buss, passed away and left her a goddamn fortune a fortune that Kobe Bryant helped build in there, a fortune that Magic Johnson helped build in there, a fortune that every L.A. Laker that was famous, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, built in there. The Lakers got more damn money. It's like sitting on a stack of toilet paper rolls and you're only taking a light shit, but you're sitting on nine fucking rolls of toilet paper. All you let was one little shit particle come out of your ass. You got nine rolls of toilet paper to wipe it with. Really? Overkill. Really overkill. Thank you. Anyway, anyway, it's crazy, ain't Are we it? ain't living for the city because you're going for it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Kettle, you with us, Kettle? I'm still here. I'm yeah. just checking you out. You, you, you take you know what? You know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm only. No, no, I, we, we're into the. I'm finished uh, with that. No, she's the living no, for the city now. She's finished. She's done. I would. You thought I was stepping on her toes? Nah. No, no, she was done. And I wouldn't step on her toes. Although she got big old bunions, I wouldn't step on her toes. Ooh, it, it's, hard, it's hard to avoid her big ass feet. Mercy. But, but, uh, you wait till the next break. You just wait. I'm just saying. No, but you know what? We're, we're right now. Let's say we're officially into living for the city. Are you? Are you? You're, you? You were done, right? Yeah. Right. She was yeah. done. Your music is and you good. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. Yeah, kettle. I, I'm in hers. I know the whole time you thought I was stealing her thunder. No, I wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. No, nah, not at all. All right. <laughs> all right. Good. Hey, but kettle. On the next break, I'm gonna snatch his mask off. No. Well, <laughs> red wine used to work for me. <laughs> All right, then. Real wine, wine used to work for me. She used to work. She used to wash my jockstrap when I was done, you know. Oh, my gosh. When I was done flaking the, you know, anyway. Fantasy but, nah, but like I was saying. All right. No, nah, no, nah, getting, getting back to what I was saying. You know, it's really sad. All this money that's going out there, like Red Wine said earlier, they were institutes that weren't even even kids in the morning that were relying on public school breakfasts. They was cutting every little, even your girl. What's the girl who's in charge of the education? Debbie. No. Uh, DeBose. That crazy-ass white woman. Crazy as hell. Crazy as a bed bug. Don't know her ass from a hole in the ground. She, she, she was stopping school programs for poor black children. 
and you know, and they were because we don't have the money. We, but now they send out billions to anybody and everybody, and then people who's entitled to money not getting their money. Then you got checks that are held up because Donald Trump figured he want to sign the check first, like it's a fucking baseball card. You know, how you get a baseball player to sign a, the back of a goddamn baseball card. Oh, don't send those checks out. Let me sign it first. Let me. And motherfuckers waiting on for their money, and Trump want to sign the check. Now the check is backed up. Ain't coming yet. It's May 1st now, so if you owed some shit in April and your stimulus check didn't come, now you're two months behind in your shit. $1,200 ain't paying for a lot of shit. You know what I mean? I mean, what is $1,200? About three ounces of weed and two nice bottles of brown liquor? That's $1,200 right there, right? About three ounces of weed and two good bottles of Cavassier. That's $1,200. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, all jokes aside... This stuff is ugly. You know, I make a lot of jokes, and I laugh, and I joke, but I don't play. So in a non-plan aspect of things, Trump is, is, is messing up big time. You got all these billions and then trillions that you send out to people acting like you fronting the game. When you throw out, when you, first of all, you could be in the most sophisticated neighborhood in the world. If the back door opens up on a Brinks truck, even in Beverly Hills, even the rich jokers in Beverly Hills are going to freak out and go out there and get some money, right? Mm-hmm. If the back door opens up on a Brinks truck going through Beverly Hills, the richest people in the world are going to go out there and grab some money off the street. You don't throw out reckless money not thinking that everybody's going to get crazy. Money is what? The root of what? All evil. The love of it. All evil. It's the root of all evil. How are you going to send out a bunch of money and think people ain't going to get corrupted with it? Rich or poor, everybody out here that wants money wants more money. Football players already got a four-year contract. Now they're signing for a two-year extension on top of a four-year contract, making more money. Money is something that you never get enough of. Cause you ain't you, you you don't want to worry about your money running out. So oh we're gonna sign you for another two years of that. Cool. Okay. Cool. 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 I mean it's just it's an atrocity. And and like I said, just to play on on Red Wine's thing. And I came in behind hers. I should have been probably introduced with uh, what I'm doing now, which is called Living for the City, my segment. But Red Wine was officially done. I know kettles all up my ass, thinking I stepped on your thunder, but I didn't. <laughs> anyway. You know, it, it, it's sad, and I, I use I use red wine's particular subject because it, it's so relevant. I know people now that are still waiting on a stimulus check, and Trump don't give a shit. When the hell does a rich joker care about a poor joker? They just don't. They just don't. And then right now, boy, we living in whew, like Earth Wind and Fire said a long time ago. We live in the last days and time. We are living in the last days and time, not on the sense of the world ending, but it's a time for you to check yourself and understand what your position is in life. You know, grab your family, grab your children, you know, dig a hole that you can crawl into when when something goes foul so y'all can hide from all the, the stuff that's going to be falling on your head because it's scary. It is scary today. And don't believe these Trump supporters that are just talking about, well, you know, he's just that, that, that. No, your ass is brainwashed. Not only are you brainwashed, but you're just insane with your thought process, thinking you believe in this person. This person's a nut. He's a fool. He's blowing a dog whistle that only his constituents can hear. 
And you're going to jump on that bandwagon if you want to. And, hell, I ain't preaching no. You can choose who you want to choose. But look and see the handwriting on the wall right now. This world is in a pickle. We don't know whether we're in the middle of a pandemic. We don't know whether we are stretching for money. We don't know whether we're rich or poor. You know, just like my man Prince said in that song, Controversy. What did he say? Uh, remember that main line in the, in the, in the song, Controversy? Am I black? Am I white? Oh. Am I straight? Am I gay? How's it go? I just can't believe all the things people say. Right. Am I black or white? Am I straight or gay? Am I straight or gay? People don't know what the fuck is going on with them today. And even they all do know what they're going on and shit. They don't know when it's going to relax so they can be who they are. Be who they want to be. Nowadays, you got to stay so much on edge. You can't even do your shit. You can't even make your game. I can't even change that to my side piece nowadays. I ain't caught up my side piece in about two, three months. You know what I mean? Why? Because of Corona? <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> I'm trying to. Once all this shit cure, I can get back in my game. You know what I mean? I can love my girl, and I can fuck around and go see my side piece. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can get back into my norm. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, I'm done. That's it for me. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I'm giving him the side eye, Kel. <laughs> I bet you are. Now, I hope one or both of them are listening tonight. <laughs> they going to come and get you. Where's my side piece? they going to get you. Damn it. Where you at, girl? Anyway. <laughs> How you doing, Kettle? I'm fine. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> Uh, they gonna come sorry. and get you. Uh, man, I sure. think stuff got me we're messed up, man. Think... So we can regroup on this one. Mm-hmm. We're gonna light it up, right? Yeah, yeah well, yep. we're getting ready to yep. go to Hollywood after this break. Let's light it up. Let's light it up. We're All right, well, we're gonna take All a right. break. Is that right? All right, and then we're gonna go to, uh, where are we going? Then we're going to. We're going to Hollywood, right? Yeah, we're going to Hollywood. Is it Hollywood? Yeah, Hollywood. We're getting ready to go to Hollywood. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. So I was looking over the cocktails that we archived, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and the Game Changer, and, of course, we have the last word. I like the Revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with Welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm your host, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. 
Hello. And red wine. Laid back. Bonsoir. Mm. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> you going into so many different things. I'm a laid back and bonsoir. What's up with that? <laughs> I, I don't know. Bonsoir. Bonsoir, darling. <laughs> right. Yes. Well, I'm going oui, oui. to make it short and sweet tonight. We're going to Hollywood for right now. We're going to make it short and sweet. Okay. okay. All right. You guys ready? Daytime ready. sports and news ready. and doc Emmys will be handed out in virtual ceremonies. The National Academy of Television Arts and Sciences said on Wednesday that the daytime Emmys will be handed out in a virtual ceremony later this year. Um, as you know, the daytime Emmys, they were scheduled for June 12th to the 14th in Pasadena. The sports Emmys was um, scheduled for April 28th in New York. Um, so they're going to be postponed till March 2020, but that has passed. So it's going to be a virtual thing. The Technology and Engineering Emmys ceremony have been scheduled for April the 19th in LA. I'm sorry, Las Vegas. But last month we'll postpone until October 2020. The news and documentary Emmys will be scheduled for September in New York. Okay, this is a this is our new normal here. So, wow. Yep, yep, yep. I wonder yep. what that's going to really look like. That's going to be interesting. That 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 is going to be truly interesting. Um, also, watch Will Smith reunite with Fresh Prince. Um, the Fresh Prince cast to renew to re, uh, reunion special. The cast of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air reunited on Will's Snapchat series Will at Home. I guess he's trying to do something because his wife is doing the red table talk. So, um, okay. This is Shab the sitcom's 30th anniversary in September. Wow, it's been 30 years already. That's a long time. Wow. The two part. That's the crazy. Two-part episode, That's not true, Yep. The two part um, episode featuring appearances um, by Smith, Alfonso Ribeiro, Tatiana Ali, um, Karen Parson, and um, Daphne Maxwell Reed, um, and Jazzy Jeff. Can't forget him. Is going to air. Um, oh, release the first part was um, this and April thirtieth, part two. Chat discover page, so you got to check it out on that. So that's interesting. Wow, I guess everybody's reuniting. Um, they just did the reunion with the um girls' trip, so that was funny. That was truly hilarious. Um, oh, I did see thing, that on Facebook. Yeah, that was a good one. That was that was hilarious. I can't wait till girls' trip part two. Um, the social distance anthology coming to Netflix. The people who brought you Orange is the New Black are coming or working on something about the new normal. Orange is the New Black creator, um, Jajin Cohen, um, along with uh, Tara Herman, um, they're working on Social Distance. That's the name of the, um, the series, an anthology series for Netflix based on life during the pandemic. So, oh, okay. That should be interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give you guys a trivia quiz. Terry Crews, do you know what he was doing before um, he landed the um, acting job? Probably something to do with bodybuilding. Terry Crews? Close. Close, yes. Before Terry Crews, that's a gentleman. 
Yeah. He was I'm in uh, everybody Chris and Brooklyn Nine Nine. Right, right, he right. That, and he, was he? Right. Was he working at Home Depot? Or something? No. I say bodybuilding. Was he working in a gym? No. You close. Cruz won the MAC championship during his time at Western Michigan before seeing action at the NFL level with the Rams, Chargers, and the Redskins. And what? Take that one out, Papa. Yes. Right. That's what I did. Yep. I never knew that. Bodybuilder. I never knew it either. Now, Sean Connery. Have any idea? James Bond, you mean? James Bond, Sean yes. Connery. What was he doing before that? Yes. Uh, probably he, waiting tables. Probably he seemed like he was in no. sales in a real estate or something. Working nope. in an art gallery. He was a competitive competitive bodybuilder. What? Connor's really? physique was so in, his his physique was so impressive that he completed in the famous. Mr. Universe competition. Yep. Wow. And one last person, Phil, Phil Robertson. Uh, he he was he's in, in Duck Dynasty. Um, that Duck, Duck Dynasty. Dynasty. Oh, I don't know any of those people. Duck. Dynasty. Okay. Wait, he I'll was, guess. He was, he was he was he a duck? <laughs> <laughs> No, he was a quarterback. Really? A long time Louisiana played quarterback for Louisiana Tech on scholarship. Better yet, the starring quarterback was playing ahead of Steelers legend and future Pro Bowler, Hall of Famer Terry Broadshaw. Um, He also reportedly had a shot at playing with the Washington Redskins also. So, yep, you guys have to look him up, Phil Robertson. Mm Mm-hmm. So, okay. yeah, didn't know that about Terry Crews. Yep, Sean Connery. That blew me away when I saw that. I was like, wow, he had a serious body. <laughs> well, that does All make right. sense with Sean Connery. I do recall in those scenes where he would be, like, in the water or a pool or a beach or scene, right. whatever, where he was shirtless. Right. He always looked really cut. He did, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, if you was looking for that, oh. I mean, yeah. I mean, I wasn't looking for it, <laughs> oh, but I did. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was. I was really cut. I wasn't looking for it. Man, I observed the physique. Red wine is horny as a fish. Anyway. Oh, All right. I'm well, that's sorry. Go ahead. What? Wrap up. I'm gonna leave y'all alone. <laughs> well, oh, I have God. one more cattle that you uh-huh. that you did not include. A uh, new okay. series on urban. Urban Flicks TV called Pump. Urban Flicks TV. All right. Featuring featuring a friend of the show, Lynette Tichel, who's also one of the creators and writers on the show. So you all, please go check that out. It's a new streaming platform called Urban Flicks. Urban Flicks. That's F-L-I-X. Urban Flicks TV. Check it out. It's a new series called Pump. Pump. You can uh, go to their website and check out the site. You can see the promo. You can get information on how to stream the series. But it's a really good comedy. It's really funny. It's got uh, Ray J in there. Yeah, and, uh, featuring Ray J and... Uh, Lynette Tichelle, of course. Lynette Tichelle. A bunch written... of sexy-ass women running around in, in, in gym <laughs> gear. 
Yeah, yeah, it's a comedy oh, yeah. about and no girls in there too. Oh, girls in there too. She's all grown up. The one that I'm played. trying to think of her first name, Michelle. I think it's Michelle Freeman is her name. She used to play Claire. She was on the, My Wife and Kids. My Wife and Kids with uh, what's the boy's name? Uh, Wayans. Yeah, Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans. Yeah. His daughter. She played his, his daughter, daughter in My Wife and Kids. She's all grown up now. She's a sexy old. She's a regular. Uh, so please check yeah. it out and shout out to the team uh, for Pump. Mm-hmm. You guys did a fantastic job. Uh, we are definitely watching the series. So check them out. And the website is Pump Series. Pump it's series. Pump like pumping iron, P-U-M-P series, S-E-R-I-E-S dot com. Check them out. Get all the details there. And pull that website, that uh, streaming service up. It's called, uh, what's again? Uh, it's Urban Flicks TV. Urban Flix TV. It's like anything else, like Netflix and all that. It's called Urban Flix TV. And it's uh, owned by a rich-ass black guy, right? Yeah. It's owned by a billionaire black man. Billionaire black man. And so y'all go on. He's giving these black series uh, the green light to put their shows out there. So follow it up. Urban Flix TV. Urban, Urban, Urban Flix. Flix TV. Urban Flix TV, yeah. Yeah, you said it right. Yeah, it's like a red, dark red emblem. When you pull yeah, it up. red and black. So pull check it, it out. Check it Stay out. Stay black. Get into it. Get in the game. All right. If you yeah, support up. our you own. You can have Netflix. Anyway. Anyway. Woo. And the show is called Pump, right? Pump. Pump, pump, pump it up. And Ray J is pretty good. You know, everybody thinks Ray J is washed out since he ran up into uh, Kim Kardashian a while back. Yeah, that's old hat. But that's old hat. He's doing his thing again. God bless him. Yeah. They really did a good job on this one. So, uh, yeah, check it out. All right. Let's keep it moving. It's time for the Kiss It List. Hmm. So, Papa Didi, if you can tell the good people, what is the Kiss It List? Kiss list is a list of people that showed their butt hiney last week, and we'll put them on a list and give them a song and uh, talk about them like a dog. All right. Let's talk about that the man that runs the Treasury Department. What's his name? Oh, Steve Mnuchin. Mnuchin, his wife, off the chain. Steve Mnuchin. When, 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 when he Mnuchin. became first Treasury second Treasury Secretary Treasury Treasury, excuse me, his wife was flying around in the in in a jet in her own private jet shopping. Right? Remember yeah, she was sprinting around shopping. They just got married. Trump said, yeah, take Air Force One. She's flying around shopping in different places going. Spending like, taxpayer dollars. Spending taxpayer dollars flying around in Air Force One. She out there shopping. With that ain't right. Oh, ass. Anyway. So let's put both of them on the kisses. Right. Mamooch and Mamooch. Female. Yeah, Mr. Style. and Mrs. Mnuchin. Yeah, and that's the one you look at your government check. That's whose name is on it. He's in charge of internal revenue. He's in charge of everything got to do with money. And Trump is in his back pocket, so Trump's getting his pockets lined. Big also, time. we speaking of Trump, he's on the list, as always. Yeah, as always. Just for his usual shenanigans. Um, but I'm going to call him out for making that statement about how we're going to be we as in America are going to be testing 5 million people a day. I've heard so many different doctors say, okay, that's not even possible. Yeah. But yet he got to put the podium talking about, yeah, we're going to be testing 5 million people a day, so the testing is going great. So once again, stop talking. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see, who else do we have? 
Oh, the person who put that doormat out that said, come back with a warrant? Mm-hmm. You're on the kisser list for just being stupid. Uh, the, the companies who are using those or taking advantage of the loans that were intended for small businesses when yeah. you know you should not have that money? Or shouldn't apply for it. And, yeah. you don't get it and now you're not giving it, it back? Mm-hmm. You're on the kisser list twice. Once for applying and once for keeping the money. And they and when they applied for it, they applied for it when everything was fresh. Yeah. So when the, when the White House got their information, oh, oh, they they passed, sent it to them. And some people didn't return it. Like I said, the LA Lakers returned it, but a lot of big bit in the other company, uh, what's it called, Shaker Shaker Shack or something. Shake Shack. Shake Shack. They returned there. They Shake Shack got ten million dollars. But some of these chain restaurants didn't return the money. And, you know, it was one of those loopholes that they didn't think about that if your individual location has less than 500 employees, then you meet the qualification. But if you're one of a chain of, like, Red Lobster, how many Red Lobsters are there across the country? They have more than 500 employees when you add them up. But if you're just going to look at one location here and one location there, well, then, yeah, you would be under 500. So that's how some of them got away. Yeah. So these were things that they just didn't think it through because they rushed to do stuff. So anyway, people like that, y'all on the kitchen. And list. then they give their employees some money and act like they did them such a good deal. When yeah. that didn't even come from them. That came from the government. And they don't even give the employees the full amount that the government gave them. They, they break them off for $500 or $1,000. And act like they, they they give them like five million, and they give the employees like a thousand or five hundred. Act like they did them a favor. Yeah. It's just so it's sad the way people grateful. take advantage of of people that are less fortunate. You know, it's, but you know, God will win in the end. Absolutely. You know, God always win in the end, no matter what. You know, God don't like ugly, so you know, let's just hope that we always see the the, the, the low end people win. In Absolutely, the end. cattle. You have any other names to add to the list? Kraft, Roger Goodell, and 45. <laughs> okay. And Robert Kraft. Yeah, Kraft put him on there, too. He never got busted for pulling his Johnson out of that massage parlor, did he? Sure he didn't. He got away with that. All right. Well, if there are no other contenders or winners for this week, we have a gift for everybody on this week's Kiss It List. And Kiss my entire ass. My All right, welcome back to John Party. I'm your host, Papa Dini, with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Well, we're coming up to the wrap-up. Um, 
Before we go to the last word, I just wanted to add a shout out to Trevor Noah and James Corden, who both host late night shows on television. Both of them are paying their staff out of their own pocket to keep their staff, you know, employed or on the payroll until this corona pandemic is over. So I just want to give a shout out to James Corden and Trevor Noah. And there have been some other celebs that are doing that as well, paying people out of their own pockets. So shout out to them that are doing that. So last word, Papa Didi. What's your last word tonight? My, my last word is on the financial tip. Call your creditors, you know, and... um Tell them your situation, you know, have them give you a break. You know, tell them the situation on your job and what's going on with things and, uh, you know, and just, just, just uh, stay on top of that. Don't, uh, these, these companies that you're paying money to every month and every whatever, they, they're multi-million dollar companies. I don't think that you, don't think they really need your money, you know. So don't 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 think that at all for a minute. Uh... All right, I got you. you know what I'm saying. Absolutely. And um, you know, one more thing I want to announce that we what was our last show the 24th for the month. Oh. I mentioned that my mother was sick and getting worse, but she's yet yeah, passed away, and that's uh, most unfortunate. I went through the most of the, the hard times of that. That's one of the main reasons why I'm making jokes tonight because I'm really just trying to cover the fact that I'm really hurting deeply inside. So I'm just shooting the breeze and trying to open up and act like everything is normal when it's far from that. Um, you know, she she definitely has come succumbed to all her situations, her illness that she had going on. And uh, God bless her spirit. And uh, we're putting together a service for her under the pandemic rules on the 16th of May in the city of Philadelphia. It'll be a little half-hour viewing with a half-hour service for the family only. And bad time for somebody to get married or passed away or anything because people deserve so much more. And to get less with the pandemic thing is so unfair. But you got to deal with what you got to deal with, and uh, hopefully everything will go fine. A couple weeks to plan for everything, so hopefully we can get it all in and get it all done. And get it right and uh, move forward. So thank everybody for their well wishes and all their concerns and everything like that and showing me comfort. And I appreciate it. All right? All right. And I just want to, again, extend my condolences to you and the family for the loss of your mom. And know that uh, the crew here at the Pajama Party Show, that we're standing with you in prayer and solidarity. And, of course, if you need anything, we got you. Whatever we can do to help. We I can use some ice right now in my glass. Okay. I'll get you some ice. Anyway, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, okay. My last <laughs> my, my last word Is I just want to say again 
we got to keep an eye on the people that are handling this money for the country because there's some shady stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, very shady. And I'm just saying, you know, you don't send a fox to watch the, the, the sheep because yeah. that's risky or a hen house, whatever it is. You don't send the animal that wants to eat them in there to watch them. And I feel like that's what we're doing right now in our country, and that needs to stop. You need to have some watchdogs in there who do not have a vested interest, but they're just watching for what needs to be watched. So I'm just saying, somebody got to watch the money. And it's not the people that are in there now. Somebody needs to watch the watchers. And that's my last word. Uh, Kettle, what's your last word tonight? Well, I'm going to read a quote that I just got off the Internet, and I think this kind of fits for what's going on now. It says, don't quit yet. The worst moments are usually followed by the most beautiful silver lining. You just have to stay strong. Remember to keep your head up and remain hopeful. So that's my last word. Okay. Well, we just want to thank everybody for hanging out with us tonight. Shout out to Philly. Shout out to Papa Didi's family. Shout out to Callie. And uh, shout out to the crew on the Pump series. We're wishing you guys all the success in the world. What's the site again? Uh... Pumpseries.com. Check that out. It's streaming on Urban Flicks TV. So please go to UrbanFlixTV.com. You can get all the information about how to stream it. That's right. It doesn't cost a lot to, to get that particular uh, Yeah, that you can program. stream it for free, I think, for seven days. So okay. you can see the episodes that are available within those seven days. So go do that. Won't cost you anything. Just go ahead and get a subscription. Uh-huh. You know, get in on it. Pay up everything else. Anyway, you know. Get in on that thing. Get in on it, big spender. Let's support our own. That's uh-huh. some of our right. talent from the right. DMP that are working on that uh-huh. series. So we want to support them. Don't right. buy that good one. Stop buying that Mad Dog uh-huh. 2020. Anyway. Oh, can I get can I give a shout out to uh Lynette Tichelle, Lena Chanel and the Regina Hall, all D C natives, uh, M, um D M V natives. So I just want to give a shout out. All right. Woo Thank you. Shout out to them doing their thing. Yeah. Represent the D M V. All right, we're out of here. We wanna just say again thanks to our parent company, D C Homegrown Entertainment. Keeps us on the air doing what we do. We do appreciate it so very much. Uh, we're out of here. Let's say good night, and we'll come back again next Friday night, and we'll do it again. Happy May, everybody. Right. Say good night, Papa. Good night. Rest in peace, Mom. Say good night, Kettle. Good night. And this is Red Wide saying bonsoir. Rest in peace, Mama of Papa Didi. And we'll see you guys next Friday night. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. 
and good night. Put some of us today, growing up that day, growing up that day, put some of us today, party cruise, keep it real for you. No, no.